We are live. Welcome to Science of the Locals' first podcast. I'm Hamish Clark and this is... Kevin Joseph. <laughs> um, so in the podcast today, we're going to be talking about the origin story of Science of the Local, uh, maybe about our own interest in science and finding out whether uh, the recording actually worked. Uh, so my recollection of how it started is that uh, we were playing basketball one day and kind of packing up afterwards and... And you just said something like, uh, we should start a science in the pub. Is that kind yeah. of your recollection? I think my recollection was that, uh, yeah, you were like sinking threes and you were on top of the world. <laughs> and then you said, you know what? Why not start science at the local? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know if that's exactly my recollection, but I'm, I'm happy to go with that. Um, but yeah, obviously we, we knew each other. We knew that we both had a background in science, an interest in science. We both came from bigger cities, yes. and so we liked the idea of injecting a bit of you know excitement into yes. the, the peaceful Blue Mountains environment we live in. Uh, and it kind of surprised us how quickly it took off. Yeah, it seemed like a, uh, a bit of a you know dream mm. at first, but mm. uh, once we actually got serious about it and said, look, we should actually mm. do this, it mm. was quite straightforward, and it was well-received, which was a bit surprising. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and here we are, like uh, almost two and a half years later. We had our very first one in November 2014. Mm-hmm. Lots of planning went into that. We had three speakers. The event went for like three hours or something. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it dragged on a while. I think we had like uh, 100 people at the start and maybe kind of 25 <laughs> of the, the hardcore at the end. Felt a bit bad for our last speaker, but obviously we were kind of winging it, making yeah. it up as we went. But we've, we've settled on a, a format now that's perfect yes. in every way. Yep, yeah. it's just just enough science, lots of conversation, yep. um, and it seems just really engaging. Yeah, um, it's really hard to fill time. Have you noticed that we're two yes. minutes in and we've got like another, I know, yes. you know, eighteen minutes to go for a twenty-minute podcast, twenty-eight minutes for a half hour. I feel like we've uh, said it all now. We have, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need some guests. Efficient yeah. science. Yeah. Well, look, uh, when you're talking podcasts, one of the most important questions is podcast theme music. Mm-hmm. Have you ever kind of stopped to consider that? I I have, and mm. I, I think something with a lot of bass would be awesome. Oh, bass, yeah? yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been fiddling around with GarageBand. Um, obviously, they've got heaps of great tracks and loops. I'm not sure if this is mm-hmm. going to work because, uh, you know, it's recording our voices and will it record something that's being played. I'm gonna, just going to try and play it anyway and just, just listen, don't right, laugh, right, okay. just, just tell right. me what you think. And then it fades in and we start talking. Oh, that's that's pretty good. I like, I like I mean, the drums. It, yeah, 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 bongos. Yeah. yeah. I mean... How long did that take you? Uh, probably about uh, six months. <laughs> um, but, I mean, there's a lot of different options with GarageBand. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, they've, they've, got, um, they've got theme music for the news. You can just... I don't know if it's kosher to just like take what they've done, but they, they've got like a news oh, right. jingle and you just play that and... You know, when we get right. our news section on, yeah. on science, we can say in the news today, 100 yeah. Cyrus stuff axed, climate change isn't important <laughs> anymore. And we got our own news music. Uh, they got, you know, they got a space, a space one. Again, I don't know if this is going to work. I'm just going to yeah. going to pull out, uh, let's see, uh, experimental FX, dark, intense. Ooh, Ooh. intense. Intense. Some acoustic noodling. 
Yeah, look, I'm not sure about that. Um, alien communication. I mean, that could be a good one for our first event this yeah. year because we're talking extrasolar planets well, that's and yeah. fine-tuning of, you know, of the universe for life, including possibly alien life. Yeah. Did you hear the, uh, the news that was reported this morning that the Apollo astronauts, when they're on the dark side of the moon, mm. um, picked up a transmission that was kind of unexplained in their radio systems they have recordings of, um, of some type of music? I did yeah, not. No, yeah. I did not hear that. This is in the mainstream news. It yeah, wasn't yeah, one of the yes, conspiracy yes. websites that, you <laughs> that, I, that I frequent. Go to. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I yeah. mean, yeah, not many people have been in space. Um, yeah. They'd have some interesting stories. It to proves tell. to me that Daft Punk is, in fact, <laughs> <laughs> they are aliens. Uh, so, yeah, sometimes with, with science shows, people go for a kind of techno synth you know yeah. technology welcome to the future mm. but i mean that's not really my when i think what science means to me it's not really that that kind of thing yeah i think it's like a, a rhythm i liked your mm. i liked your jingle there yeah like the bongos more, yeah yeah there's the a rhythm kind there's of bass there's a movement there's a there was a little bit of slapstick yeah. in there though <laughs> we I, I didn't know you didn't notice <laughs> the slapstick so anyway we definitely got some options there what's oh, the dark oh, options Dark options, all right, we're just going through the, the garage band options. Let's see, we've got some suspense accents. Whoa. That's not really dark. Um, edgy synth, let's try that one. Whoa. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's a bit much. <laughs> Growling animal. For our zoology segment. Yes, that could be good. I mean, we're going to have to introduce every single segment <laughs> just... now. Yeah, some dark ambient beats. Yeah, I mean, that's a terrible description. Mm. That music is not dark at all. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of different other options. I mean, relaxed. Yeah. I mean, a bit of, bit of blue jazz organ riff. Okay. <laughs> okay. Feels a bit like a theme song. We probably shouldn't spend too much time going through <laughs> the loops on our first podcast, but we just want you to know, dear listener, that it's very important to yes. us to have some music, some appropriate music, we are hard at work yeah. creating our theme song. Yeah. Um, stay tuned on that one. And uh, if, you're, if you're experienced with Garage Band, you know, send in some, some tips for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so tell me a bit about your background in science because uh, I think uh, the, the readers, or sorry, not the readers, the listeners yeah. would be interested in knowing where we've, we've come from. Just um, say, to sum it up in, in one word, your background in science. Confused. No. <laughs> Um, yeah, background is, yeah, like you had a science degree, mm-hmm. undergraduate science degree, mm-hmm. um, did dabble in finance. That's nothing we have in common, mm. but we did, we did have a, a dalliance with, uh, <laughs> with the financial sector. Yes. Um, and I think science was, um, great in university and then it was good to come back to. So at this point, my, the passion right now for me is trying to get, you know, 12 year olds to 18 year olds to actually, uh, engage with it and want to talk about it. And yeah, that's a simple task. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's so simple. I Trivial. don't know why no one has thought of this. Before. Yeah. It's uh yeah, no pressure. No. You have the, the weight of your world on your shoulders. Uh, I'm just thinking, should we, should we pause for a moment? Mm. Maybe play back, maybe just see, see how the levels are. 
Check see whether we, we know how to stitch two different tracks yes. together. So cool. uh, we'll be right back in just a moment after this words from our sponsors. And we're back. Thanks for your patience, listeners. Uh, we're very satisfied with the quality of the podcast so far. Top notch, top mm. notch. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, in case you couldn't tell, uh, Kevin's a teacher and uh, it's, it's his job to transmit the entire uh, body of knowledge of science, yes. Yes. both the facts as well as the methods. Yes. Obviously, the methods are, are very important in science. Yes. Um, so, yeah, simple task, 12 to 18-year-olds is his focus. Uh, and anyone listening to the podcast, I guess, will come into science at the local. We've had uh, a full range of ages there. Uh, so I'll say a few brief words about my interest in science. Uh, I did science at high school, really liked it, had a few friends. And and then I surprised everyone, uh, as Kevin alluded to, by doing a business degree. They, they, they were all surprised that I didn't go down the path of science, but none of them told me so at the time. It was only after six years that I finished this combined business arts degree, wasted quite a lot of my life learning about marketing. Um, I enjoyed accounting that. Uh, but I love doing German and Spanish. But six years later, um, started a science degree at Sydney Uni, and my friends like, yeah, why didn't you do that uh, straight away? And uh, that's okay. I enjoyed being a mature age student, and I bounced around a lot of different uh, fields of science, which I really, you know, I, I guess it shows that I love science kind of generally. I studied biochemistry and neuroscience, which is just fantastic. And we even had some of my old lecturers uh, come along for, for the first um, science at the local. Uh, but these days, uh, working for the state government uh, as a government scientist uh, in the field of climate change impacts, uh, in particular on bushfires. So huge departure from my studies. But yeah, the common thread is, is science and I love the science. And I'm actually just about to start a a research position uh, shared between the University of Wollongong and Western Sydney University. Some of you might know it as University of Western Sydney, but they've rebranded themselves. And dropped which is, enough. <laughs> which is quite important, as I learnt when I was studying marketing. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think Kevin and I, we, we loved science not necessarily as practitioners uh, 100% of the time, but just because of the amazing amazing stories of people who've done science and the amazing things we've discovered and uh, I know personally you know the things some of the things that have moved me the most have been really good science writing or a good uh, documentary and um, yeah that's kind of what we're getting at with with science at the local it's a, a conversation chance to mm. to hear from people hear a little bit about uh, some pretty cool things hmm. I think at some point it's been science uh you know, in the community, it went to, we went away from as kind of lovers of science. We went away from actually being, actually being able to talk to each other about science and it became almost a preserve of the elite few. And it mm -hmm. almost was the, separated from kind of everyday life, everyday concerns. Mm -hmm. um, so you didn't read as much about it every now and again you did, but that's maybe what I think my passion is, is that notion that somehow we need to mainstream it. That, mm -hmm. you know, even if uh, I have students who come into the classroom and say, oh, look, I'm not, I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to be a nurse. I'm, I, I don't want a career in science. And um, trying to get that student to say, oh, well, yeah, but, it, you know, extra solar planets are cool. Mm -hmm. so, you know, at this, and, and to look at a news article and say, oh, that's interesting, even though they are interested in, something, um, you know, unrelated to astronomy or astrobiology mm. or something of mm. the sort. Mm. 
Yeah, and I think the I mean the scientific method is all about uh, it's a, it's a it's a universal way of, of finding out about the world, about yourself, or the society you live in, or you know the bush in your backyard. Um, and you can kind of apply the basic principles of observation and you know testing theories and, and looking for evidence to a lot of things. Um, you know, in a society when we're hearing claims from you know from the government or corporations or NGOs. Uh, if you're a scientist, you might ask, okay, what's your evidence for those yeah. claims? Uh, so I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of scope for, as you say, um, uh, even if you don't become a professional scientist, there's a lot that you can get out of it. Mm. Um, and, I mean, the world's an amazing place, whether you're using the scientific method or not, just knowing that they've found planets now outside our solar system yeah. that are kind of similar to Earth in some ways, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, uh, that does resonate with me well if someone once told me that um it's actually you that's resonating to it and not it resonating with you oh right i need to double check my physics there but it's it's in common common parlance now so i think that's fine (laughs) we're allowed to (laughs) well yeah yeah Mm. this is really difficult having yeah okay so we're up to 13 minutes for those of you keeping track here we're aiming for podcasts of about 30 minutes. Wow. Maybe maybe we should change it to 13 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think the so. podcast length. Uh, although with an interview, obviously, that's the, yeah. the basic format that we're looking for for these. Yep. Uh, you know, you have your prepared questions and hopefully yeah. we can actually fill in the time. Um, should we interview each other? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm, would, I'm, would you like to start? Would you like to be the interviewer oh, or the interviewer? I am at this. I told Hamish that... Um, yeah, I'm one of those, as you can tell, I say very few things. I'm like, uh, okay, yes. <laughs> we'll be uh, editing out the arms <laughs> later. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, well, I'll start. So uh, <clears throat> uh, let's start with a bit of uh, free association. Oh, okay. Uh, so I just want you to say the first thing that pops into your mind uh, okay. each time I say a word. Uh, so uh, test tube. Beaker. Beaker, oh, very good. Okay, what about um, uh, periodic table? Calcium. Calcium. Mm, don't know why. Okay. I like that as an element. <laughs> it's, it is an element, yeah. Um, okay, what about uh, funding? Ooh, scarce. Scarce, <laughs> yep, okay. Uh, all right, what about um, electromagnetic radiation? UV. UV? Mm. Okay, good. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but I might keep this as a recurring theme of, of the podcast. Bit of free association. Yes, okay. I'd like to see that in kind of political interviews. Good, you know, yeah. not you know, Mr. Shorten, uh, how is Labour going to tackle blah? But Bill, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Comes to your mind when you mm. hear the word goose, for example. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So um, you were talking about hearing something science on the news today. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. So let me ask you, where do you get your science information? Um, um, I think a lot of it just uh, read all the yeah, the major kind of news agencies, so the BBC, um, the ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the conversation, the ABC Conversation website. I think that's pretty good. Um, so for those who don't know, the conversation is it it uh, it, it tags itself or, or sells itself as uh, journalism, mm-hmm. journalistic flair with academic rigor, yes. and it's basically a venue for academics yep. to communicate. It's like Yes. The academic channel, um, but they've had help from various people with media experience, mm. and yeah, you you get to hear what academics are doing, which is often yeah. often science. 
Um, so sorry, it's go pretty on. short. It's pretty snappy as well, yep. and the pieces are just a really. Uh, it's really well done. Really well, mm-hmm. put almost every um, every uh, thing that they put out, all the but their product is just really. Um, really engaging mm-hmm. um, and there's an Australian one and a UK one and a US one and, and possibly uh, others yes um, I mean I do like uh, I grew up actually my um, stepmother always got the New York Times mm-hmm. so I think up until I moved here I used to always read the New York Times mm-hmm. uh, the science um, section so but I don't do that as much and it's not it's not really a part of the paper that you can go to these days I mean the physical not paper really. anyway yeah. there may be something on science in there or they just yeah. might not that's right and even when I'm kind of skimming, you know, the ABC or Sydney Morning Herald website, I'm not really sure where to find science. It might pop up in yeah. in kind of state news if there's like a, a beached whale somewhere. Yeah. Or sometimes they've got an environment section, but sometimes they don't. So, oh, so never noticed. So, so the Herald doesn't actually actually have a science. I don't know if there's a science tab. Maybe our mm. listeners can tell us. Right. Yeah. Phone in, please. Tell yeah. I mean, but I do know kind of anecdotally that. You know, journalists are being fired, and that yeah. includes you know science journalists too. So there's just less funding. So I guess you're relying on the the ones that are still going. And yeah, I think the ABC's got a good science yeah. recording. So where do you normally get your science? Uh, yeah, good question. So uh, initially, my textbooks loved <laughs> yes. loved reading my textbooks at uni. Uh, I was just saying to Kevin before that uh, I haven't. I haven't brought myself to throw them out, even though I haven't actually opened them probably since finishing uni, which was, you know, 10 years ago now. Um, it, is, it is pretty amazing, I've got to say, that we're in Hamish's uh, study and mm. there is a Jeans 8 book textbook mm-hmm. by Lewin. And uh, I have that exact, that a copy of that book is actually sitting in my parents' garage in New York. Mm. They probably, hopefully they haven't thrown it out, but uh, it's been there for a very long time. Well, they're just yeah, they're so they're so dense textbooks, uh, and it's this kind of interesting. Uh, in it's kind of a halfway space where it's quite advanced. You, you generally can't just pick up a textbook yeah, yeah. and and understand everything, but it's not at the cutting edge. Yeah. You know, if you look in a journal, you know it's often unintelligible. Uh, anyway, what's in a journal? But someone somewhere needs to make the t- time uh, to decide. Okay, what? is well-known enough that we can yeah. now s- sum it up and package it up and and what are we kind of still not that sure about. And, I mean, they're constantly bringing out bloody new editions. I guess that's yeah. how they, they make money, but they also decide to add more things in. But, Actually, um, I think mine was Jeans 5. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, this is that's the that's eighth mm. edition. Uh, and I used to work in a second-hand bookshop oh, at right. uh, Sydney Uni. Fond memories of, yeah. of working there and, you know, we'd be uh, extremely busy kind of for about two weeks of the semester and then it would be a lot quieter. But, uh, yeah, you'd get a lot of frustrated students saying, uh, I need the new edition and uh, some of them realised that the new edition actually was virtually indistinguishable from the old edition and they didn't really need to buy it. But when you're a uni student and someone tells you you need the book, you just go and get the book and, uh, you know, they're forking out a lot of money for them. But anyway, I did I did enjoy dabbling in my textbooks. But uh, one place I love getting science, I don't spend enough time there, is a website called uh, Edge, um, okay. edge.org. And it's run by a literary agent. He's an agent for a lot of the big science writers like Richard Dawkins and uh, really? Daniel Dennett, I think, and, uh, you know, astronomers and biologists. And, uh, and his idea is um, basically... Uh, 
it's all about communicating science, I guess. Um, uh, but it's about trying to find the best minds in the world who, you know, in his biased way, he thinks they're scientists, but, you know, there are also some non-scientists there, and have them ask each other the questions they've been asking themselves. So you'll find uh, at the edge you get to read things about, you know, what what is the internet doing to us, you know, what will robots become, uh, what are your kind of... What are your pet theories that you can't prove but you still believe or what scientific ideas do we need to toss out? And in fact, they've got this great uh, feature called the annual question uh, where, yeah, they're just asking a a whole bunch of scientists generally but also writers and other people the same question and then you can just read through at your leisure how different people are tackling these questions. And just, yeah, really high-quality information Mm -hmm. there. But it's not the kind of place you would kind of go back to every couple of days and see what's new. It's more... You would check in maybe every every six months it's or so. It's an Australian beast, or something. Uh, no, it's US, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, edge.org. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, these days, where do I get my science? We're up to 13 minutes. Wow. We're, uh, what's, what are we, we were at about eight minutes on the yeah, first sorry. first leg. 20 so minutes, woohoo. 21, yeah. All right, well, we might, uh, we might wind it up at the 25-minute mark. Okay. So we've got four more minutes. Um, so I was asking where people get their science from. So we'll move on to the next stage of the interview. Well, um, can I do the free association with you? Oh, yeah, please right, do. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, so let's go. Uh, tree. Uh, chlorophyll. Okay. Genes. Mm, DNA. Mitochondria. Mm. Uh, formerly separate creatures. Okay. Mm. And to somebody else's. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what about... Invasive species. Humans. What about evolution? Uh, for some reason, I thought of the Scopes trial in the US, right. which was, uh, I'm, I'm straining my memory here, but it was a pivotal trial in the, maybe in the 1920s about whether schools were allowed to teach creationism yeah. alongside evolution right. as a plausible theory. And, and I believe that this was was kind of a landmark case where it came down in favour of evolution. But uh, I might have to do some scrambling mm-hmm. on, on Wikipedia to catch up with that. And last one, research. Research. Oh, that's a tough one, research. Um, you've stumped me. Uh, my new job. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, okay, good. Oh, you, you, that words just flew off your tongue there. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that's... I like that game actually. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, I mean, I should write that was down. it uh, was it the psychotherapists? Uh, I'm not sure if it's like a Freudian thing or Jungian or if it came in kind of later than that. Mm. But uh, it's a nice idea. I don't know if it's true, but by getting someone's unfiltered instant thoughts, yeah. you might be able to build up a picture of what the hell is wrong with them. Yes. Yeah. So you know, you dear listener can now start building your own theory of what's wrong with Kevin and I. Um, so we'll probably wrap it up there. Okay. Uh, we thank you for listening. Thank uh, you. If there's anyone out there. Uh, we look forward to recording more over the year. Uh, and we'll see you at our first event on Sunday, the 13th of March, at Springwood Sports Club, a.k.a. the Bolo. <laughs> we'll see you there as we take on the universe. Bye for now. We're going to have to have a catchy sign-off, aren't we? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, you know, like this is Hamish and Kevin saying uh, E equals MC squared. Yeah. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll leave it there. <laughs>